Hey, it's Latif from Radio Lab. Our goal with each episode is to make you think, how did I live this long and not know that? Radio Lab, adventures on the edge of what we think we know. Listen wherever you get podcasts. Would that there was a switch somewhere to turn every 11-year-old boy or girl's passion for making and building and designing to the on position. Sometimes it seems as simple as that, but in practice, kids growing up in a challenging socioeconomic environment often get the message that they have no future and that it's not worth trying. Ted Dindersmith is a former venture capitalist who claims we can unlock even the most demoralized of students and set them on a path toward contributing to their community. Dindersmith's documentary, Most Likely to Succeed, premiered successfully at Sundance this year. He says today's education system discourages curiosity, is committed to old ways of learning, and he wants students to instead attack tangible problems which simultaneously draw from different skills and talents in sciences, the arts, language, and math. Dintersmith's film profiles Mark Aguirre, a ninth-grade humanities teacher at High Tech High in San Diego. In a seminar, we just take turns. And I know that probably in your previous eight years of school, you've been trained to raise your hands. Not in seminar. You need to talk to each other and, and get used to that instead of always looking at me. The question, do we need to know this for the quiz, does not come up in Aguirre's class. That's the culture of education Dintersmith is trying to change. Getting the system to teach for some tangible goal while not missing essential skills of literacy. Dintersmith believes it's not as difficult as educational reform is often portrayed. I actually find lots of innovative teachers, principals, district superintendents in our public school system. So I don't think there's a lack of innovation. I think there's a lack of supporting conditions. There's always been a huge debate in America about the question of whether local leadership is best to create these kinds of reforms or national leadership is best. And we've seen no child left behind, tried and then discarded, um, accountability tried, discarded or maybe – if you're a conservative, hasn't yet really been tried. What do you endorse most? What's most exciting to you? Do you endorse all of them or just a few? I, I endorse parts of all of them. I think you can see examples of great learning going on in all types of different schools. I think you can see examples of pretty miserable learning going on across all different types of schools. And so what I look for are schools that are clear in what they want to accomplish. What skills and characteristics do they want their graduates to have and do the learning experiences help those kids develop what's important? And I, and I think what we found – I didn't start this process as a states' rights advocate. But I think we've had decade after decade of dismal federal initiative. And I think it's an encouraging sign to see the way the Elementary and Secondary Education Act got reauthorized. What's most frustrating about trying to implement reform and what do you find most exciting about trying to implement reform? Well – What's frustrating is the number of people I meet who say, I would love to do this, but the system doesn't let me. And, and the system ultimately is all of us. But I feel like lots and lots of people know what we need to do, but they feel inhibited by a whole set of circumstances. It can range anywhere from what colleagues want them to do, what parents want them to do, what students think is the right. You know, there are just a million of these things that are out there, which is why the film's so powerful, because when a school community sees it together, they don't look at school experiences the same way. Let's talk about the kids that you've encountered. What is the telltale of a kid who has been failed by the school system? What are the characteristics? And then what are the characteristics of a kid who's been failed in terms of innovation by the school system? Because there are two different two categories different here. 
Well, the kids that have been failed, and there are lots of them, because we spend enormous amounts of resources trying to identify the tiny percentage of gifted kids. And when we're doing that, we're telling all these other kids that in some way, shape, or form, they are not gifted. And it's very different perspective if you say, let's find out ways every kid is gifted. And so I get these great stories. And I talk to people that have been in drug rehab, people that have been in jail, people that have been in tough jobs. And they all will talk about the fact that school didn't work for them. But they may be quite good at things that just aren't measured or reflected in school. And if you think about what happens in most schools, it's largely around memorization and mastery of low-level procedural tasks quickly under time pressure. That is school in America today for most kids. And that has very little to do with doing things, figuring out complex things, persevering. And so that's what, what I find that's heartbreaking really over and over. The, the second question, which is really on target, is what led me down this path is finding so many people in business who had had everything. They, they just had stellar academic careers. And then I, I come from the background of innovation. When they got into complex, unstructured environments, they floundered. They were really good at doing school. They were really good at jumping mm. through hoops. They were really good at figuring out what answer the teacher wanted. And those skills actually aren't very relevant in today's world. There are so many interactions in this film that give you a sense of how it is that kids are getting ignited, teachers are getting ignited, reluctant parents are sort of coming to the table and figuring this out. VCs have a rap for short-term thinking, number one. Number two, they are dedicated to the idea that you want to start something, but you don't want to have to be the driver of it forever. What about this film and about what you've been doing since September tells you that this is sustainable without you being the uh, sort of MLK evangelist here? Yeah. Well, business people in general have, I think, a deservedly bad reputation in education. And I always apologize to educators for having a business background because teachers do extraordinary things and we often boil it down to what the test result improvement or, or uh, fallback was. What gives me encouragement is that you know each state in its own way is looking to do things better and differently. Communities are now beginning to own the problem. And I see lots of different organizations that are doing really incredible things. I mean, I work closely here and I've got my team is part of the, a group called the Future Project in New York City. But they're now in seven urban centers. They go in, work with students, tell me an important problem you want to solve in your community. We're here to help you put together an important project and learn as a way of completing that. And so if you put student passion, student purpose at the center, these kids are capable of amazing things. The thing you most wished you learned from your public school education? Uh, nobody's ever asked me that. Uh, it's a great question. What do I most wish I had learned? I, I think I, in some ways, thought I was going to be a great physicist because I always scored incredibly well on math standardized tests. And what I learned later when I was in graduate school is that to be a great physicist, it's very creative, it's very artistic. And I wish I had learned that I wasn't that good. At the same time, I, I didn't get great verbal scores on my SATs because you know, I grew up in a poor family. One, you know, neither of my parents had been to college. Only one graduated from high school. And it, I think I actually write reasonably well, and I'm doing a lot of writing. And so I think in many ways I'm an example of getting bad feedback from standardized tests. Tests telling me I'm good at something I ultimately wasn't that good at. Tests telling me I wasn't that good at something that, that maybe I have a little bit of talent in. Oh, that's fascinating. Ted Dittersmith is venture capitalist and producer of the documentary Most Likely to Succeed. 
all about innovation in schools and trying to find it and encourage it. Thanks so much. Yeah, thank you.